This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Any ounce of effort into betting on the NFL draft, with research, you will win. Joe knows baseball. They fired Girardi. I'm, I'm going to bet on that. I got it at 50 to 1 for the World Series, 25 to 1 for the pennant. This is the time. It's just never going to get better. Joe knows basketball. Jokic is down to 8 to 1. Before the year started, I grabbed him at 33 to 1. Joe O knows the answers to your sports betting questions on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you by BetMGM. Connor Allen, 404 Football is coming up in our next hour. Jason Scott, VP of Trading for BetMGM. And then Jason Lockett for later in the show as we uh, get set for Super Wild Card Weekend. But it's time for a Joe No segment, as you heard our favorite song there. And um, yeah. we're going to talk about some lessons we learned here, Joe, in the 2022 betting season. I always think it's good to kind of reset and like, all right, we did this. We had a good year, a decent year, whatever it was. And what, what did we kind of learn from betting across the NFL this season? What are you thinking? Yeah, a, f- a few th- different things pop up. First off, after hearing that open, I'm not going to make fun of it for once, but uh, the NFL draft is, is involved there. And we we got the number one pick odds at one sports book for the first time since uh, we found out that the Bears are going to have the number one pick. And even though the Bears have Justin Fields and the number one pick, the top two favorites for the number one pick are quarterbacks. I thought that was really interesting. So that's going to be uh, fascinating to monitor. They're basically saying, yeah, the Bears are going to trade this pick. The Bears are definitely going to trade this number one pick. All right, win total is the first thing I took a look at. So what I decided to do, was look at the uh, number of win totals that were decided, looking at the closing number when we started the season, that were decided by at least two games. So overs hit by at least two games, unders hit by at least two games. Uh, Joe G, out of the 32 teams, how many win totals were decided by at least two games? Remember, going into the final week, uh, there were five that were up in the air, including Aaron's Washington play. Um, how many mm. do you think are Aaron's jump in? How many were decided by a minimum of two games? Meaning, you know, it wasn't all that close. I'm going to say eight. Eight. Eight out of 32. Aaron? What would you I'm going to say 10. The answer is 20. Wow. <gasps> 20, 20 win totals 
were decided by a minimum of two games. Here's your overs. Wow. Atlanta, the number was five. They had seven. Uh, I'll just uh, rifle through the, uh, the ones. The overs are hit by at least two. Seattle, wide margin. Jacksonville, Detroit, both at six and a half. Giants, Vikings hit by four. Eagles hit by four and a half. Bengals, if your book paid. Uh, Niners, Cowboys, Chiefs hit by three and a half. Those are 11 overs. The nine unders that hit by at least two games. Bears, Raiders, Cardinals by a ton. Cardinals by four and a half. Tennessee, Indy hit by six. Rams by five and a half. Packers by three. Bucks by three and a half. There are different reasons for a lot of these, but I think our big takeaway, and Lockie's been talking about this for a while as well, is that even though it seems like, oh, the, the NFL is so dead on, th- these markets are so tight with win totals going into a season, mm, fluky things happen in the league and just things go crazy. If I told you before the year that the Broncos rookie head coach was going to be fired in season, nobody would have believed me. If I told you before the year that Frank Reich, a guy regarded as one of the best coaches in the game, was going to be fired in season, nobody would have believed me. Um, and, and look at how much these, these hit by – one thing that did pop, guys, is that the public stuff hit. Detroit was the most public team in the NFL, overhit by a margin. Uh, Titans, everybody was fading them. Looked good early, looked terrible in the second half, went under by a couple of games. Maybe that, maybe we shouldn't be scared off if a lot of people are talking about something. Because in the NFL, that, that means it starts somewhere, and it's usually with smarter people and and they were right on a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, what's the public stuff that missed? Maybe people were in on Indy, but that was a crazy circumstance. Denver? I don't know. With the Lions, though, I mean, who would have known? I mean, how much of that was a little bit like maybe luck because they did start off poor and were able to turn things around. Yeah. So I, h- how would you have predicted that one unless you just really like the Lions from the hard knocks and all this? And then, But it started off kind of bumpy for those people. It so did. I wonder, I wonder quickly if, if the public, because there's so much more – content now right we're part of the machine right there's sports mm-hmm. betting content that didn't used to exist i wonder if our discourse on this show we always joke we move the books but i wonder if it's in, in a sense pushing the public opinion right like people listen to us they listen to other shows we, we all thought the lions were improved right we debate we, we did think they were going over if i remember before hard knocks started we talked about them in the summer as mm-hmm. like they could win eight games and joe i think you mentioned packers fade the one, two Vikings lines. I remember you mentioning that, like we thought mm-hmm. they could be decent and then everyone jumped on board. Like, I think we have to just focus on what we think. Right. And if the public listens yeah. to us and they agree with us, cool. Like it's not that big of a deal. I, it's almost like it's flipped around. We used to be like, avoid the public. Well, maybe the public is listening to our show or other shows. Maybe they're more, inf- a little bit more informed than they used to Absolutely. be just because the way the media has gone. The Vikings were also a very public team. And another point on the Lions is, yes, awful start. And nobody saw Jared Goff doing this in the second half, who had the the Lions being a top five offense, which is what they ended up being. But the other part was part of the handicap was they weren't playing outside much. It was like a couple right. of times. It was, always, it was a set schedule. It was Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern, usually in a dome. Like they And they got into that rhythm, and they bought in a little bit, and the defense improved a little bit. They just stopped being the worst. 
right? And then all of a sudden, they started winning some games. And also last year, they were one of the best teams, ATS. Like they were scratching and clawing mm-hmm. and fighting and weren't giving up. So you think, okay, another year in this regime and one would think they would take a step forward, you know, and maybe they got off to a slow start, but eventually it, it things did turn around and they made that progress that I think we all thought they were capable of late mm-hmm. last season, you know, and, and in this off season, I thought they were going to take another step forward. New coach bumps did well. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Giants. If you believe in those coaches, you played those overs, yes. did very well. A couple bad ones. You know, Denver was bad, but uh, new coach bumps, strong. What else popped out to me? Uh, oh, the Vegas one. Okay, so Vegas last year, 10-7, and seven, negative 65-point differential. And then we made a big deal this year, everybody did, about, oh, they're not that bad. They're in all these close games. It's just going the wrong way. Well, that's what's supposed to happen. Because they were winning games they were not supposed to be winning last year. And then it flips the next season. A lot of people bet on that. And they go way under. They go under 8.5 with 6 wins this year. So it wasn't as... It's, I don't think the, the Raiders thing was as random as people want to believe that it was. Like They were supposed to not get all of those uh, things to go their way this year. And that's exactly what happened. So th- those are a few things that stood out. Alt-win totals. Remember that. Remember that, 20 out of 32 hit by at least two games. Uh, awards, a few things that jumped out. I think we all believe it's going to be Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. If it is, that would be four straight years without a quarterback. I don't think, I don't think it's worth a bet. Now, maybe they'll get more value, but we all know MVP's a quarterback award. I'll get to another award that seems to be a quarterback award now. I think voters are deciding. Maybe it's in the back. We'll, we'll see the voting changes because now you have to rank a few guys. But I think voters are deciding we can't just make every award a quarterback award. We can't make every mm-hmm. offensive award quarterback award. So uh, let's go with the best receiver or running back. And it looks like we're going to go back-to-back receivers, three receivers in four years if it's Jefferson. That's pretty significant. I mean, that's – it, that, has that become the position we talk more about? The resources spent, first-round picks, trades, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Tyree Kill. I mean, it feels like that's that might be where the, the best athletes and the game is now in terms of – I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised we see more of this, more of these receivers winning these awards. Yep. Agree. Uh, speaking of quarterback awards, if Geno or Goff win, that's a, that's a quarterback award. If they win the comeback, Right. Because mm-hmm. if it's Geno or Goff, that would make five straight years. The comeback player of the year is a quarterback. So we'll see what's going to win out: the quarterback trend or the New York bump with Saquon. I'm not missing anybody, right? Um, McCaffrey. 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 I don't know. Is he going to win? We'll see. Um, but so. I'm really intrigued by that because I don't know who's winning that award. Coach of the year, we didn't learn anything. It's the same thing that always happens, I believe. Whether it's Sirianni or Shanahan, team that exceeds expectations. Now, uh, Shanahan was expected to have a really good year, but look at the circumstances he dealt with. So that that will be interesting how they play that. Also, the interception leader, trust the number. Look at the interception rate. Look at the got out there enough. 
he showed you that the numbers were right, that he loves to uh, g- give up the ball right now, and, that, and that's what's happening. So that had to be a lot of value once he started missing games for interception leader. But in the end, he showed you who he is, and that's why we're all down on the Cowboys in the playoffs. So I thought that was interesting. Def- Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, also popped to me. You know, I'm reminded of the last couple of years. Early on, it felt like it was all Brees Hall, and he was like 2-1 to one very early in the season. Last year, most of the season, it was Mac Jones. Offensive Rookie of the Year has a lot of ebbs and flows to it. Um, so when it seems like the, the award is done, there's always some value. And what do rookies do? They're going to struggle at times. You know, they'll go on some st- strong runs, but, but they're going to struggle. And while they're struggling, that's when the, the value is out there. And especially if a running back is on top, we talked about this a lot with Walker and when it was Hall and when it was Pierce up there, that, you know, they're, they're likely going to miss games. It's just the nature of the position. So mm-hmm. always look at offensive rookie of the year throughout the entire season. Last thing, I, I saw this quickly. It was, uh, this year had the smallest margin of victory in the history of the NFL. It was an underdog year. Smallest wow. margin of victory ever. These games are close. These games are all, I mean, on average, they are closer games than we've ever seen in the NFL. And that's why I think the dogs did so well. Coming up next, Connor Allen, our guy for 4 for 4 football, Bet Spurts, and Move the Line podcast. We'll talk to him about Wild Card Weekend across the league next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.